tells you how difficult it is to try to figure out what's going to happen in the short run. So it's really important to just maintain that long-term horizon. And that's the beauty of financial planning because the financial plans are built for the long-term, not the short-term. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Glad to have you back on another episode of the Money Night Podcast. I am Ben George alongside Wade Chessman, the certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies right there in Dallas. But They serve people all across Dallas area, but also nationwide as well. And today we are still focusing on the coronavirus. We've had a couple episodes talking about different aspects of the coronavirus and its impact on the financial markets. But today we're going to just another overview, kind of an update on what's been going on. And uh, we'll do that with Wade as always. So Wade, how you been? I've been great, you know, just hanging in there during this crazy time. You know, it's been some blessings that have come from it for sure, but obviously some challenges for quite a few people and my heart goes out to them, my prayers. So I'm hoping for this thing to come to an end soon. Yeah, I think we all are. Uh, it's been dragging out quite a bit. I mean, is is your day to day changed a whole lot? I know, you know, your workflow has a little bit in the office, but just personally, has it uh, has it changed quite a bit for you? Yeah, I mean, it's just been a lot um, slower. Not wearing my suit every day, which it's <laughs> <laughs> nice, but after a while, it kind of gets old. I like dressing up and looking good, so. Yeah. You, you're wearing the pajama <laughs> pants at, at the house? No, I haven't gone quite to pajama <laughs> pants yet. I'm trying to maintain some decorum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to keep those standards high even around the house. I like it. Uh, well, we're going to run through a few things today. Let me remind you, too, though, uh, on the website, Wade's website, chessmanwealth.com, you're going to find a lot of resources uh, that'll help you out right now because I know a lot of people are looking for financial assistance just in terms of just guidance and what else we can be doing. We're going to talk about some of that today, but you can also supplement that with the resources on his website. And there's a webinar that's up there as well that we're going to talk about uh, a little bit as well during this show yeah, on the yeah, coronavirus. We have got so much stuff on that website right now that people can look to and and get information from. I'm glad you mentioned that. I just wanted to highlight it. We're constantly putting up new information, information about what's going on in the markets, information about the CARES Act. I mean, all kinds of stuff for you guys to, to get access to. Yeah, and that's good right now because a lot of people are sitting at home, uh, not getting out as much, looking for stuff to read, looking for stuff to do. So it's a great time to work on your financial plan and, and kind of get a better sense of where you are and read through some of these tips because there's a lot of great insights on the website just right there on the front page at chessmanwealth.com. So access that when you get a minute and uh, and check it out. Give them some feedback and you, know, you can always reach out to Wade too if you want to discuss things further. There's contact info on the website, but also you can call them at 214-572-2120. So let's just jump into this conversation, Wade. And, you know, we, we've gone through the last couple episodes that you can find on the website as well. So if you are looking for more information, we talked about, you know, facing an uncertain uncertainty in the market and ways to take advantage of this. But let's just kind of look at, you know, this overall big picture right now. And so with the market, things kind of started, I guess, in early March, but uh, mm-hmm. just kind of explain what you've seen in the market right now and, and whether you think this volatility is going to slow down anytime soon. Well, what we saw was the end to this long bull market that went on for, seemingly went on forever, right? And the end came rather suddenly. On March 11th, yeah, the, mar- the market entered into its first bear market, which is just a drop of 20% or more. 
uh, in 11 years. And I, it was mainly because of concerns. You know, the market tends to look forward, not backward. They saw what was happening with the coronavirus and the slowdown in the economy and the things that were about to come. And it caused the market to drop very suddenly. It was the quickest bear market in history as well. Things were just moving so quickly. You know, information comes quickly now. And so we saw a very quick, uh, rapid decline in the market uh, based on just fear and concern about what the, I mean, justifiably so, right, with everything that's going on. But, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've seen a nice rebound. I think mainly because of some hope for the future, maybe that the the disease is under control in certain countries and they're starting to open back up again. I'm a little surprised that it's gone up as much as it has, to be honest with you, in the last couple of weeks because mm-hmm. you look at unemployment and some other concerns. It's a, it's a little surprising to me. Now, we've had this happen. Now, I'm not saying this is the case, but in past bear markets, we've certainly seen false positives where the market drives up in the middle of a bear market. I'm not saying that will happen again. That's Maybe the, everything's good now. Everything's going back up in a straight line. I don't know. But that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing a rapid sell-off and a small recovery here in the last couple of weeks based, I think, mainly on optimism for maybe things getting a little bit better. I know for me, when I look at it, in, in terms of like the volatility going forward, you mentioned you could see a, a steep up and then back down again. I just wonder, just personally, y'all look at it and, and can't imagine there not being volatility for a little while because you mentioned the unemployment numbers um, and then you're going to have earnings reports coming out and you just don't see, like there's two different pictures. You kind of get the idea that things are returning and, and things are going to pick back up. But then you think, man, there's so many people out of work. There's so many businesses that are producing right now. How bad can it actually get? And, you know, maybe a lot of that was priced in when it dropped so sharply, so suddenly, but I don't know. I'll look ahead and I just, I think personally, there's got to be more volatility coming the rest of this, this year, at least. You would think that that would be the case. To me, that would make sense, that volatility will certainly be here. Although, you know, as I said, recently the market's kind of shrugged off any of those concerns and seems to be moving up quite a bit. So only time will tell. I would just tell people to be prepared for additional volatility and uh, maintain that long-term horizon that we talk about. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, the election, that was all we were talking about to start 2020, but it, you know, hadn't even really been a conversation because everything going on, we saw that laying ahead too. So Right, it seems like the news, it's coronavirus and nothing else. Apparently there's nothing else going on in the world. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the sense I get too. Uh, but, you know, we have to make it through that and, and sort through everything else to see what actually is happening beyond that. And uh, let's talk about what people can be doing right now. And we, we talked about this in the last episode a little bit, five ways to take advantage, but let's be specific in terms of two different types of people. I think you have people that have been maybe working with you or working with a financial advisor, have a solid financial plan in place, you know, feel comfortable with where they stand, you know, maybe took a little bit of a hit. I don't think anybody got through the last couple of months unscathed, but mm-hmm. maybe took a small hit. And But instead of worrying right now and being so concerned, maybe they're looking for, opportunities or adjustments they can make, just things they can tweak to better position themselves for the back end of this. So uh, what can those people be looking at, those people with the solid financial plan that maybe just need to make a few adjustments? I think what, what we've seen is that it's important to go back and review your plan, right? And remember that your plan 
the plans we built for clients have volatility built in, right? We anticipated the fact that there would be volatility, there would be drops in the market. So it's interesting to go back to your plan and see where you are, see what adjustments if you need to you need to make, if any. What I always tell people, if you're really concerned about the market, it's never a good idea to make drastic changes. You know, maybe you make some small changes. Uh, we've certainly made changes to the portfolios, but they've been fairly, you know, small. They're not large. We're not trying to bet one way or the other. I would make the case that the market, there's more risk in the market than there was a couple of months ago. So maybe it makes sense to be a little more conservative, although the markets are moving up nicely. So, you know, every I think most people would have said, hey, the stock market should be down a lot more right now. What's well, not? So it just tells you how difficult it is to try to figure out what's going to happen in the short run. So it's really important to just maintain that long-term horizon. And that's the beauty of financial planning because the financial plans are built for the long-term, not the short-term. So adjustments, it may be that you need to work a little bit longer. Maybe you need to take Social Security a little bit earlier. There's certain things we can do. But for most people, it's maintaining that long-term horizon. And if you're in a position to be able to do so, maybe it's saving a little bit more, cutting back on some expenses. Uh, it's small. Just At this point, it's still small adjustments because this type of thing really is built into the plan from the long-term perspective. Yeah, I think long-term perspective is the key there uh, when you're going through this. It might seem immediate when you're watching you know, the value drop or you're watching the, the volatility, but it's still a long-term plan and a process that you're following there. So that is that is the good news. Now, the other side of that are, are people that maybe, you know, for whatever reason, didn't don't have a plan. Whether they, you know, just felt comfortable doing it themselves, didn't have time to get to it, and things were going smoothly and and positively, so they didn't feel really the rush to get into it. Uh, but now, after all this, you know, they maybe open their eyes to, okay, I need a little help making sure I have a plan in place because I don't want to go through this again if we have another when we have another crash. I shouldn't say if right. we know we know it's going to go down again at some point, whether it's the, later this year or eleven more years from now. Who knows? But for that person that doesn't have a plan in place hasn't built a plan before, what are their their next steps? What course of action should they take? Well, I think this is a great time to take a look at your overall plan. And if you don't have a plan, this is a great time to put one together. You know, I don't know how, I think it's so difficult to, it would be so difficult to navigate this time without some kind of, it's like if you were building a home and storms came and kind of threw you off course and you didn't have any kind of blueprint, you were just kind of winging it. I mean, how difficult that would be. No one would do it. But a lot of people do that with their finances. They don't have a plan. They just kind of wing it and hope for the best. Well, that's not going to get it done. So I think now is a great time to sit down, go through our process, come come in for a discovery meeting where we'll talk about your goals and objectives and we'll figure out what it's going to take to get you to your ideal lifestyle and legacy. We're going to look for dangers. We're going to look for obstacles. We're going to look for gaps in your plan. And then we'll put together specific ideas that will help you uh, get on the right path. So now I don't think it's, there's been a better time to go back and make sure that you have a plan to get to make sure you're on the right track. This is a great time to do that. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a great opportunity to reevaluate things or start the process if you haven't. Uh, because the good news is there's still time. You, you still have a lot of time, hopefully, before retirement. Even if it's a short time, there are things you can be doing to improve your situation for when we come out of this. And I mentioned, you know, when we first started this conversation that you're doing a lot of things for your website, and that includes sem uh, seminar or webinars, rather. Uh, but you have one that's up now on your website 
that deal specifically with the coronavirus and things like that. So can you explain more what that is and what people will find in that, in that webinar? Yeah, we did a webinar uh, called Coronavirus, the Market and What It All Means. Our special guest speaker was Scott Kuby. He's a senior investment strategist with the Carson Group. And we went into detail about what's going on, what's happening, what's causing it. And then we did spend some time talking about things you can do. And we did a, we've done a whole podcast on that as well. I mean, there, you know, one of the things that we talked about was uh, get together and get a plan if you don't have one. But we talked about and reiterated some things we'd already talked about on a previous podcast, Roth IRA conversions, tax loss harvesting, uh, revisiting of trust and estates, charitable giving, refinancing, all kinds of opportunities that this has brought about. You know, I forget who said it, but they said, you know, don't let a good pandemic go to waste. Don't let a good bad time go to waste, right? right. Use this opportunity to uh, take advantage of the opportunities that it brings. I mean, it's, it's brought some bad things for sure, but there it does present opportunity. Yeah, for sure. So check that out at chessmanwealth.com. And, you know, there's gonna be a lot of resources there, but we have a few things, you know, depending on the platform you want to use, whether, whether it's listening to a podcast like we have here, or if you want to watch a webinar, you can do that on this website as well. And make sure you check out the past episodes too. We've done a number of, uh, had a number of conversations about what's happening right now and things you can be doing beyond what we talked about today. Yeah. So make well, sure you, you know, check one them thing, out. Uh, ben, that we'll still do, and this is kind of a unique thing. We'll talk to people on the phone. <laughs> that's still possible yeah we can still talk on the phone we could even get together in person hopefully soon but if not we can do a zoom meeting you know we still do that i don't know i know that's a shock that is a shock yeah there are still ways to communicate we act like we're completely isolated but plenty of ways to get in touch with people yeah, and not thing, have to leave your house technology thing it's amazing it's beautiful, right? It's beautiful. Uh, well, let's get to a mailbag uh, and answer a couple of questions that we had way before we wrap up this episode of the show. And let's start with Joel. And remember, you can send any questions into chessmanwealth.com. Joel says, I'm tired of having five rental properties, so I'm going to sell at least three, maybe all five. I'll miss the income, but I will not miss the headache. I have quite a bit of equity in these properties. So the question is, how should I invest this money after I sell? Good question, Joel. Um, you know, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I think it would be a lot easier to answer in the in the context of an overall financial plan. Like, what's your goals? What's your objectives? You're going to be missing the income. What do we need to do to uh, do? We need to replace all that income. Uh, what kind of tax implications will you have from selling the homes? Should you consider doing a 1031 or a partial 1031 exchange to help? Uh, defer some of those tax considerations. Um, it's not a question you can answer in a vacuum. It requires looking at it from a holistic standpoint. It's a good problem to have. And, you know, this happens quite a bit. People get rental homes. They, you know, maybe they're young and they enjoy doing it. But as time goes on, they, the hassle of it outweighs maybe the perceived benefit. But there are things you can do. You know, you, can, you could do a 1031 exchange into some properties what's called a Delaware statutory trust that will will maintain the tax deferral but also continue to give you income. So there's a lot of things to consider when looking at that. I would just say make sure it's in context of your overall plan. That's good advice for sure, Joel. Thanks for the question and uh, best of luck to you on the sale. That's a good position to be in for sure. Our uh, next question comes in from Beth who writes, I haven't wanted to pay off my house because it's one of the few tax deductions I have left but I do have the money to just pay it off. So should I? Well, I always, you know, 
the Bible says, you know, when you're when you have debt, you become a slave to the lender. There's something about having debt. People don't think of their house as debt, but it, it is still debt. But there's something about having debt that, or not having debt, that's psychologically satisfying. You know, it just gives us a, a little bit more peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's nice to have the tax deduction, but why would you spend a dollar to save a quarter, right? You know, yes, you're getting a deduction, but it's still costing you money. You're still paying interest. You're just getting a slight deduction of that interest. So I always tell people, again, in context of an overall plan, you don't want to make that decision just on its own. But in context of an overall plan, uh, a lot of times paying off the house, maybe it isn't necessarily from a number standpoint always the best decision, but I can I haven't met anybody who's regretted doing it. The only reason you might not do it is if it took all the money you had and you would have no cash and you'd be house rich and asset poor, that'd be a reason maybe not to pay it off. But a great reason to pay it off would just be not to have any debt so that you can live. Uh, what you know, we say in our mission statement to help you enjoy life more so you can be a good steward of the resources God has provided to you. I mean, worry less, right? Mm-hmm. So Beth, I would say just something to really seriously consider. Don't worry about the tax deduction. Do you have a lot of clients that go into retirement uh, without a mortgage? Yeah, most of them do, I would say. I mean, it's okay if you have one going into retirement. It's not the end of the world. It's just part of your budget. But there's something about it. I'm telling you from a psychological standpoint, it's nice not having it. Yeah, it's definitely a weight lift. I know when I've paid off, definitely not something as large as a mortgage, but when I've paid off other debts that I've had, even for some time, and I've you know, I've made the mistake like a lot of people of putting too much on your credit card uh, at a younger yeah. age when you didn't need to. But once you get that stuff paid off, it is such a relief and, and it's such a weight off your shoulders to know that you have that extra money that you can put towards saving or retirement or you know even spending in real time, but not actually building up credit. So yeah, something to consider. But Beth, as, as always, and Joel, you know, your, your situation is a lot, uh, a lot deeper than what we know about right here on the podcast. So please reach out to Wade and uh, and go through everything that you have in your uh, your situation so he can give you a complete answer. And you can do that by reaching out to chessmanwealth.com or over the phone. We still take phone calls at Chessman yes, Wealth Strategies, mm-hmm. 214-572-2120. So remember to subscribe uh, to the Money Night Podcast, please, as well. We would love to have you there. And you can check out every past episode online at chessmanwealth.com. Wade, thanks for the information. Uh, stay quarantined, wash the hands, and hopefully we'll, <laughs> we get through this pretty soon. Yeah. What is the old joke? You know, I've washed my hands so much, my history notes from high school are showing up. <laughs> you weren't that guy, that were you? You weren't that guy in class, were you? No, no. Of course not. Of course not. Well, everybody stay safe out there, and uh, we're looking forward to talking to you again on the next episode of The Money Night. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Carson Partners, a division of CWM LLC, is a nationwide partnership of advisors. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.